0: Well, I think today we can really well and truly say that we have come full circle on the investigation crossfire hurricane into the Trump-Russia collusion. Now, there are so many different pieces of information and newsworthy things that come from this letter today from the Office of uh, Director of National Intelligence, that being um, John Radcliffe. You know, what he declassified today, the documents, just proves that there was never Trump-Russia collusion ever. And every single person who believed it, who ran with it, who reported on it, and I'm talking to the people in our so-called mainstream media who do straight news reporting, it's all a total joke. The media are supposed to hold the government to account, right? What does the First Amendment say? Um, freedom of speech or of the press? We need freedom from the press. DNI declassifies. Brennan notes. Now remember that John Brennan is the uh, under Obama in the Obama administration is the CIA director. DIA declassified Brennan's notes, the CIA director's notes, CIA memo on Hillary Clinton stirring up scandal between Trump and Russia. Now, we got the documents last week that were saying that uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, plans on doing this and that that was sent to the FBI director, James Comey. Now, he testified last week and said he has no recollection of it. Uh, but Lindsey Graham, Senate Judiciary Chairman, was pressing him on and saying it was literally sent to you. Ted Cruz said you either you knew everything that was going on or you're the most incompetent FBI director, the most stupid moron that had no idea what was going on at his FBI. I mean, think he's the leader of the FBI. He's the leader of that ship. And he's got no idea that what's that Hillary Clinton is, quote, stirring up a scandal. Now, before I get into this, before I get into the uh, to the letter and what it says, I want to point out because we have to get back to this because it was all, you know, a, a technique to distract from Hillary Clinton's email scandal. Now, remember how the email scandal unfolded. It's easy to just say um, that Hillary Clinton deleted 30,000 subpoenaed emails. But there's so much more background and context that goes into those 30,000 deleted after they were subpoenaed emails, which, by the way, how does anyone in this country get away with that? You know, as Secretary of State at the time, 30,000 emails on a private server, deleted gone she took them to Platte river networks Platte river networks you don't know, use bleach med, and now they are gone and she gets away with it um so here's what happened so hillary clinton because l- let me g- give you the information and you can decide for yourself hillary clinton is using this private server to to have she has classified emails on that server now the house select committee on Benghazi subpoenas those emails says look at we want to see what's on there right and she deletes them after she's subpoenaed now the FBI take issue with that as they rightfully should remember who's the FBI director at this time James Comey so remember Comey and the FBI investigation are looking into it the Attorney General Loretta Lynch meets with james comey and says hey hey don't call it a uh don't call it an official investigation but but call it a matter and then loretta lynch meets at the tarmac meeting the infamous tarmac meeting now with bill clinton so now you have the attorney general who's just sitting on an airplane with bill clinton And then she comes out, you know, and then um, after she said, you know, don't call it a matter, James Comey. And remember, they're writing Hillary Clinton's exoneration before, and go figure who was supposed to do the interview, Peter Strzok. Now, we know Peter Strzok, and we'll get into Strzok in a second, because he's just, he's got his hands tied. Um, He's just wrapped into the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. You know he's the lead investigator. He's the one that goes and interviews Struck, but anyway, we'll get to uh, or excuse me, Flynn but we'll get to Struck in a second. So after the tarmac meeting with Bill Clinton, Loretta Lynch, after she says to Comey, call it a matter. Jim Co- Jim Comey, FBI director, comes out and says um, that Hillary Clinton's the use of the private um, uh, server uh, storing the classified emails is she he changes. Because they written, they wrote three drafts before the actual, um, what he actually read, exonerating Hillary Clinton. Uh, gross negligence is the legal standard. But what did he say? He changed the wording from gross negligence so that he couldn't charge her or he didn't want to. We now know the FBI wanted Hillary Clinton to be the president. Changes the wording from grossly negligent to extremely carelessness uh extremely careless it's unbelievable so that ties so that's what hillary clinton wants to go away so she's as uh the uh uh, director of national intelligence puts it stirring up a scandal so that people don't look at the email, although the the Republicans have been on this, you know, since it happened, and still continue to press it. She makes, I mean, she makes a joke out of it now. She thinks it's funny, you know. She uh, tweeted on the Twitter box last year. Oh, but but oh, look, I had House GOP. I I found my emails, you know, like as if it's some sick joke for Hillary Clinton. Now, anyway. So that's what she's trying to distract from. That's how she's stirring up this scandal. Now it comes to Fusion GPS. Now Hillary Clinton, we know what she did. Hillary Clinton, her law firm, okay, her law firm is the same exact law firm as the Democrat uh, National Committee's law firm. That being Perkins Coie. Perkins Coie's lawyers include Mark Eliash. Who is Hillary Clinton's lawyer and Michael Sussman? Now keep your uh, keep your head focused on um, Mark Elias here because he's also the lawyer for you know directly him for the DNC. Now what does Perkins Coie with Mark Elias and Michael Sussman do? They hire Fusion GPS, Fusion GPS, an opposition research firm. What they do, you know, basically they they uh, dig up dirt on different candidates they're hired to do that so they hire Fusion GPS hires Christopher Steele Christopher Steele is the ex British spy now Christopher Steele writes the now we know uh, and that just and it just got in the media um in January of 2017 the anti Trump Russian lies Debunked salacious unverified Jim Comey's words describing it. He writes that using the Russian subsource that we now know was the subject of a counterintelligence FBI investigation between 2009 and 2011. Again, all this happening um, under Barack Obama's watch. Uh, so basically, so th- so keep those two things in your mind as we go through what was declassified today. The Director of National Intelligence, John Radcliffe, on Tuesday, declassified documents that revealed former CIA Director John Brennan briefed former President Obama on Hillary Clinton's purported plan to tie then-candidate Donald Trump to Russia as a, quote, means of distracting the public from her use of a private email server. Now, if she did nothing wrong, why, A, did she delete the 30,000 subpoenaed emails, and B, why does she want to stir up a scandal between her opponent, Donald Trump, and try to tie him to Russia? Radcliffe declassified Brennan's handwritten notes, which were taken after he briefed Obama on the intelligence the CIA received and a CIA memo which revealed that officials referred the matter to the FBI for potential investigative action. The Office of Director of National Intelligence transmitted the declassified documents to not only the House, but the Senate Intelligence Committee as well. Radcliffe said, today at the direction of President Trump, I declassified additional documents relevant to ongoing congressional oversight and investigative activities. Uh, Now, this is what the note... Red, uh, Fox News cites that a source familiar with the documents explained that Brennan's handwritten notes were taken after um, briefing the, the then President Barack Obama on the matter. We're getting additional insight into Russian activities from, and that part of it is redacted, it's totally blacked out, and he says cite it was summarizing alleged approved uh, by Hillary Clinton a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify donald trump by uh, there's that uh, that phrase again stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the russian secret service the note states on the 28th of july and in the margin Brennan writes potus but that section of the notes is redacted uh the note also reads any evidence of collaboration between Trump campaign and Russia, uh, and you can you know read the notes for yourself. It's real um, tough to um, sort of make it out. Uh, but anyway, um, so I mean, this is it's just well and truly incredible how on God's green earth, how in this country is Hillary Clinton getting away scot free with all of this? Now, this today indicates that. Think about this. Not only did the FBI know, and remember this is in twenty sixteen. This is why I say we have come full circle on the trump Russia collusion because the uh, dossier gets into the media um at the direction I would say I would suggest, given all the evidence we now know about the January fifth 2017 meeting. Um, Between Obama and Biden and the acting Attorney General at the time, Sally Yates, the FBI Director, now that we know the FBI knows about this in 2016, Jim Comey, we know CIA Director John Brennan now knows about it and is briefing Obama on the plan, basically. Um, And the National Intelligence Director, James Clapper, is in that meeting as well. The National Security Advisor, Susan Rice, under Obama, also indicated that Um, she was the reason that we know that Biden was in there because she says she was there as well. But we know that the dossier gets into the media after that literally a day after the January 5th meeting because Comey and Clapper go to Trump Tower on January 6th. Now remember, this uh, report on Russia's interference in the election comes out on January sixth as well. Obama, remember, wants a report out. He wants that to be, you know, um out for the public to see, just have, you know, a a federal official document indicating that there was Russian interference. But now um Comey and Clapper are there at Trump Tower. Comey says to Donald Trump, and at that point he's president elect Trump. He says to him, you know, this this um there's this dossier out there. And it's, you know, it's salacious. It's unverified. And, you know, uh, basically it's bad, but but we know that, you know that that none of it's true, right? that we we can't um corroborate any of it. So Clapper, you know, Comey's in the meeting with um Trump by himself. Clapper goes out to whatever vehicle they're in. Comey says, you know, it's done. You can in clapper then, after comey briefs trump on it clapper leaks it to the media so that now this the infamous russian christopher steele fake russian lies dossier circulates all throughout the media it was buzzfeed who was the first ones um to report it and 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 basically show the contents of the dossier which we now know is just all lies but now that you know it's it's now october of 2020 we're less than we are literally less than a month we are 28 days you know four weeks away from the next presidential election and we're still getting background information you know i would say we're getting we're getting closer to justice we're still getting this coming out from four years ago At this time it's really well and truly incredible and I wouldn't fault you at all to think well nothing's going to come of this Hillary Clinton's going to get away with it the media aren't going to hold her accountable the CIA won't hold Brennan or Clinton accountable the FBI you know Christopher Wray where are you you know your your um, predecessor uh, predecessor um, uh, Comey was nothing but a corrupt piece of trash. You know, he knew about Hillary Clinton's, quote, stirring up scandal to vilify Donald Trump. Now we know CIA director John Brennan knew the exact same thing and briefed President Obama. So now you have President Obama knowing that this is going to come out. You know, this is Peter Strzok's insurance policy into um how, you know, with Lisa Page, the FBI lawyer who was his lover, this is you know, this is Lisa Page. What Trump won't win, Willie. And Peter Strzok says, no, 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 we'll we'll we're going we're going to stop it. You know, it's like an insurance policy in case you die before you're forty years old this insurance policy runs so deep and has been it has been boiling for so long it's just it's well well and truly unbelievable that this work would happen this literally happened in the united states of america that the fbi that the cia became so partisan that their loyalties were with Barack Obama over the national interests of this country. It's just it, it, you're speechless. And the worst part about it is that half of this country has no idea that this was going on behind the scenes. That Hillary Clinton, you know, think about it, one presidential candidate was was using the was using the fbi the cia to you know basically turn the entire intelligence community along with the entire country and the court of public opinion against donald trump you know the lengths that hillary clinton would go to to not only get power but to become the president of the united states is just honestly it's unthinkable you know the 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 level of corruptness in this woman in the in the Clinton family themselves you know and now with this with um John Radcliffe you know declassifying these documents last week it was it came out that Comey knew about it that the FBI knew that this was going on now we know that the CIA and the CIA director John Brennan knew about it as well and even briefed president barack obama you know those three why aren't they testifying under oath you know what did you know when did you know it why don't we have president obama testifying under oath why don't we ha- why is isn't he subpoenaed why isn't john brennan the cia director after learning this why isn't he immediately subpoenaed why you know jim comey goes and testifies and says he doesn't know anything so he is quite frankly this one of the dumbest fbi directors we've ever truly had you know the the all these different you know sleaze slimy activities were going on this is all the deep state this is all the swamp this is now evidence that they wanted Hillary Clinton to win the 2016 election so bad that none of this ever came out. It's nothing. There's. It's not. There's not. Um. It's nothing short of a miracle to say that Donald Trump's victory. It was exactly that a miracle. He had the FBI against him. He had the CIA working against him. He had the Democrat Party, he had Hillary Clinton, he had some never-Trump Republicans who voted for Hillary Clinton. He even had some conservatives who voted for Hillary Clinton because they thought that he wouldn't govern conservatively enough. What a joke. Think about all of this when you cast your ballot on November 3rd everything that donald trump had to go through as far as him draining the swamp these are all swamp creatures brennan uh mccabe comey obama clinton you know it 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 just the, the level of of collusion between russia the fbi the cia the clinton campaign should there's it's right in front of your face you know you're looking for collusion with donald trump and russia and it never ever ever existed we had a house uh committee a house of representatives committee that says no trump russia collusion we had a senate a bipartisan by the way senate committee that said nope there was never any trump russia collusion we even had the fbi investigating Trump Russia collusion when they knew there was none, they come out and say there's no there there, and then we have the infamous put this country divide this country even more than it already was Mueller report that I continue to argue influenced the 2018 election so that the Democrats could regain the House of Representatives. Even the Mueller report came out and said there was no Trump russia collusion and why was that because it was all made up it was all stirring up a scandal to vilify donald trump in an attempt to win the presidency hillary clinton colluded with the fbi colluded with the cia colluded with the sitting president colluded with russia colluded with this ex british uh f f ex ex british agent Christopher Steele paying him to write the dossier you know also that she could become president of the United States nothing short of a miracle that Donald Trump won the election anyway let's get into the um. What else was going on throughout the day? So you got Michelle Obama. Her husband has a lot, a lot, a lot to answer to. Notice he's. Have you seen an interview? Right, just just a a, a one hour sit down with former President Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, uh, hope and change. Have you ever seen anyone want to interview that man and say, "Listen, why don't you just finally put this to bed"? and say, you know, Donald Trump's been out there saying you spied on my campaign. Oh, and one other um, note about that, the president just tweeted um, as far as, cause he sounds, to me it sounds like he's had enough. He says, I have fully authorized the total declassification of any and all documents pertaining to the single greatest political crime in American history. The Russia hoax. Likewise, the Hillary Clinton email scandal. No redactions. Um, All Russia hoax scandal information was declassified by me long ago. Unfortunately for our country, people have acted very slowly. Especially since it is perhaps the greatest political crime in the history of our country. ACT. Um, is the uh, key, the urge from the president there. Um, and you think that he's talking about the Durham investigation, you know, the Durham investigation, in, uh, the investigation into the investigators. And as far as, you know, Peter Strzok goes and Andrew McCabe, the uh, FBI deputy director, Andrew McCabe, the FBI director, Jim Comey, you know, we, we need to have justice. I've just, outlined all of it you know why is it so hard for durham to bring that justice you know it we got four weeks to go exactly four weeks from today you know before an election will it be an october surprise i couldn't tell you at this point in time i want it to be i mean the only october surprises we're seeing is that hell everyone in the trump administration has coronavirus you got a kaylee McEnany tested positive yesterday for coronavirus i mean trump has it himself the first lady has it now you got stephen miller who's a um top trump aide he's tested positive for coronavirus all the republicans have coronavirus i mean my goodness gracious right so anyway let me get back to uh, hope and change barack obama of uh, uh, Michelle Obama I mean oh my god lord almighty here's Michelle Obama right what she's got nothing better to do think about it. Michelle Obama is going is out there saying that these protests have been incredibly peaceful oh really tell that to the cops who have had you know items various items like bricks and rocks and, and um, you know, water bottles that were filled with cement milkshakes, as they call them, you know, Molotov cocktail. Throw, tell that to the police officers, Michelle Obama, that, that have had this app, that have been out there on the ground, still trying to protect communities. You know god bless our law enforcement honestly everything that they have had to go through this summer how could any of them possibly vote for joe biden and by the way even joe biden um knows now there was um yesterday um as far as his um town hall goes now joe biden even said himself he said look law enforcement up until this election okay well what changed joe he said up until this election, law enforcement has always backed me. So even Biden knows at this point in time. And by the way, the Democrats know that the so called peaceful protests weren't peaceful at all. They all know that. They refused to even acknowledge it uh, at their convention. It was unbelievable. But now, because I guess for some reason Biden sees, you know, the rumor was that Biden was seeing internal polling that was saying, look, you, you, you better mention it. The American people are seeing it with their own two eyes. Now he's got to bring it up. Now he's got Michelle Obama circling the wagons for him. Uh, and, and what else? What else would Michelle Obama call Donald Trump? Right. Well, this president, what he's doing, it is racist it's it's the go-to of the democrats the word racist and racism as the the meaning of it has been totally lost the definition of racism has been lost just like everything else thanks to the democrat party You want to call the president racist right was it the president who was eulogizing robert Byrd, a recruiter for the kkk was it the president who was saying to a uh, black radio host Charlemagne the God was it Donald Trump saying if you don't vote for me then you ain't black if you even dare think about what Donald Trump has to offer then you ain't black you know was it Donald Trump oh and by the way a correction yesterday I said um that uh, uh, Joe Biden was campaigning it was a campaign event it was from September uh 15th just to uh, clarify it was from September 15th. I mean, it doesn't change much. The date doesn't change much about it. I just I'd like to be accurate on this program. Uh, and it was um in Miami on September 15th is when Biden said uh, that, you know, he got to sequester during the pandemic because black women were stocking the shelves. You know, it's, it's truly unbelievable. Donald Trump, Donald Trump said that ABC, NBC, CBS would have... Black women who do stock shelves for a living, by the way, a very important job. You know, we need to have food. We need to have nutrition. We need to have water and liquid, you know, to basically live. You know, that's an important role as far as everyday life goes. Uh, and, and Biden's basically saying, yeah, that's a, that's a job for black women. But it had Donald Trump said it, you would have black women who do that job. You would see them on those mainstream media outlets saying, "How how dare Donald Trump say that about me?" And they would, you know, the and they would all uh, the big three of them, definitely CNN, definitely um, MSNBC. They would they would they would look long and hard, and they would find they would find some black women who are stocking the shelves. <laughs> Anyway, so that's Michelle Obama, basically. Michelle Obama, who, you know, couldn't even mention Kamala Harris, couldn't couldn't even be bothered. You know, she gave her um, convention speech, didn't even mention Kamala Harris, and the excuse for that was, oh, that, well, she recorded that a week ago. You know, she couldn't, she couldn't think about it. No, I'm not, I'm not going back and recording my speech. It don't matter to me that much you know, I, I, you'll probably see a video from Obama at some point come out, maybe right before the election, but you have not seen the Obama's campaign hard. Remember how hard they fought for Hillary Clinton? Well, it's almost like they have an interest, you know, they had a big interest in that race, you know, knowing what was going on behind the scenes at the FBI and the CIA, but now because it's Joe Biden, they, they, could really care less. I mean, you got to give them a, a C minus at best as far as campaigning goes for Joe Biden. I don't I don't think they care. I really don't think they care whether he wins or not. And uh, Biden is convinced. Eh, that's, that's, that's my best buddy. Oh, really? Well, your best buddy said that Hillary Clinton was the most qualified candidate to ever run for presidency of the United States. You would think he would be saying that about you joe you know given the fact that for eight long years the nightmare we had to go through living in this country with barack hussein obama leading uh the country you know you think with you being his number two joe that he'd be out there campaigning harder for you not it doesn't happen remember we had obama politico was writing the article that was saying obama was saying uh don't underestimate joe's ability to f this thing up yeah, you know, and and you can see uh, on January fifth that meeting on January fifth of 2017 in the Oval Office, it was Obama, it was Joe Biden who said, "No oh, uh, Logan Act, we can get Flynn on the Logan Act." I mean, you can just see Obama sort of had uh, uh, in his hands, so, "Oh my God, you know this is my vice president," and in many ways, I think Obama, he, Biden just basically flipped the script on the American people uh you know same production different actors obama choosing biden because you know he's an old white guy and biden choosing kamala harris because she's a young black woman oh by the way kamala harris has a debate that she should be preparing for tomorrow night which i am really truly looking forward to uh, Forward to mike pence the vice president vice president pence is such a classy individual And I think he'll do very well tomorrow. We'll get into that um, uh, a little later on in the program as far as Kamala Harris goes and her um, record. So Newt Gingrich um, tweeted out earlier this morning on the Twitter box. The media has deep investment in fearing coronavirus. President Trump's quick recovery and optimistic attitude is a repudiation of their deepest pathologies. They want to live in fear. He refuses to live in fear. We are the land of the free and the home of the brave, except in media. Now here is a perfect, because Gingrich is absolutely right. Here is a perfect example of the fear in the media and what the media want the American people to believe. Now this was written on Sunday night. This was in Politico this is the media's fantasy they fantasize over the thought of this this pains me to even say but here's the headline president pelosi pence prepares to risk it all for trump gabby Orr and anita kumar right in political on saturday he's the gop's one line of defense Between a hospitalized, now remember Sunday night the president was still in Walter Reed. Between a hospitalized commander in chief and a president, Nancy Pelosi, God bless it, pains your chest to even say it. And he's about to depart Washington on a four day campaign swing in the middle of his boss's health crisis. So do you see what the first paragraph indicates to you what they want to see happen? Make no mistake about it. They know that Trump, and at this point in time, remember on Sunday night, Trump was in the hospital. Walter Reed. They wanted Pence to get coronavirus so that Pence was sidelined as well, so that all eyes were on their hero, the woman they fawn over, the woman they can't wait to do interviews with. Nancy Pelosi. Vice President Mike Pence will travel to Utah on Monday, that was yesterday, as he plays the Trump campaign's lead act for the foreseeable future. The highest profile surrogate for the president's re-election at a time when both men can least afford another setback following Donald Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis. A month before election day, Pence is putting it all on the line in a last ditch effort to rescue his ticket now further my point here the vice president himself has presented a positive face about representing the gop ticket in a moment of crushing uncertainty despite pressure from white house aides and allies to hunker down in washington until trump gets the all clear The president remains a patient at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center where he has been receiving a variety of therapies and drugs to combat, listen to this, to combat the potentially fatal disease. Do you see what I mean, folks? Make no mistake about it. They want Trump out of the way. They want Pence out of the way. They want a Nancy Pelosi presidency. That would be their first choice. But because Joe Biden at this point and now Donald Trump being out of the hospital, oh my goodness gracious! Did they, you know, did they melt down over Trump being better and being able to leave Walter Reed? You know, the president's health, which we all, you know, pray for and should want that to be a good thing. They were just, they were in tears over it. They want a President Pelosi. That's why they wrote the article. But now the president is back. The VP is good, ready to go. Uh, he'll be uh, on debating Kamala Harris tomorrow. And um, Pelosi, you know, like I say, Biden at this point in time stands their best chance. Now, let me stick on the topic of the president and Nancy Pelosi because, oh, was there news today between Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi? President Trump, this was uh, breaking news who tweeted this on the Twitter box. President Trump effectively kills any chance at a new coronavirus relief package ahead of the presidential election, saying that he won't agree to a deal until, quote, after I win. Here it is from the horse's mouth himself. Donald Trump on Twitter, the president. Nancy Pelosi is asking for $2.4 trillion to bail out poorly run, high crime Democrat states money that is in no way related to covid-19. We made a very generous offer of 1.6 trillion dollars and as usual, she is not negotiating in good faith. I am re uh I am rejecting um uh the, the their proposal basically. I don't have the uh, rest of the tweet, I did um clip it out. But anyway, the president basically is saying that, you know, and it doesn't really matter. Is basically saying that he is no longer negotiating with Nancy Pelosi. It's not going to happen. So what does what does this mean? But um, first of all, it means that Nancy Pelosi could care less about the American people, and we know that she wanted to stuff um, relief um, funding in there uh, before and. Um, uh was saying basically that you know it, you know she needed a jfk i lost my trade of thought there that she needed 25 you know million dollars for jfk performing arts center really what a joke and money for liberal arts yeah okay complete and utter joke um so the president's saying that senate majority leader mitch mcconnell um he doesn't want him to delay but to instead uh focus on uh full time on approving Uh, The outstanding, my outstanding nominee to the United States Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. Our economy is doing very well. The stock market is at record levels. Jobs and unemployment also coming back in record numbers. We are also leading the world in economic recovery. And the best is yet to come. So that's that's the president's take now. I think that the president is basically saying if you want coronavirus relief if you want a bill which the american people desperately need a coronavirus relief bill think about all the small businesses that did not a single thing wrong lost their businesses lost employees you lost money all because of china and china's virus so the American people desperately need that. What I think the president is basically saying is that, hey, you vote for a Republican majority in the House and a Republican majority in the Senate, you're going to get, in good faith, a coronavirus relief bill. We desperate. this is such an incredibly great opportunity for Republicans to hold the presidency, hold the Senate, regain the house of representatives run on that show i i've always said this just indicate what the democrats point out what they're advocating for that they want the 93 trillion dollar bankrupt this country green new deal that they want to eliminate fracking that they want to pack the supreme court that they want to add give statehood to um dc and puerto rico adding four new democratic senators that they want to end the filibuster that they you know that they want to eliminate the electoral college that they want to take away guns as far as beto O'Rourke goes. that they want medicare for all they want illegals to have health care they want um bernie sanders is is medicare for all they want open borders just show all of this show biden's history. It's all right there. It's all on the table, says Schumer. Well, it's all on the table for Republicans to come out looking better than they have ever looked before. Now, as far as I was um, saying, as far as Donald Trump goes, this um, John Berman guy on CNN, who's a little pajama boy, Donald Trump, you know, he took his mask off. He's away from just about, he's away from like everybody, 100 feet away. And he's taking his mask off. CNN is just playing the clip. This guy's melting down. He's going, oh, no, 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 take the clip off. Take the clip off. That's going to kill people. <laughs> the, the, the fake outrage in the mainstream media is just, it, it's beyond disgusting. Now, let me stick with the topic of the media. Because um, yesterday, NBC uh, News, who was doing the uh, uh, town hall with Joe Biden, they had this two these two voted on there, the voters on there and they said they called them they had the uh, the Chiron on claiming that they were undecided voters here's the issue the two voters appeared before at on MSDNC and stated the Chiron stated on MS, uh, DNC that the two as far as NBC goes describing them as undecided voters were Joe Biden voters it's such a lot li- everything about the Biden campaign and the collusion with the media is such a lie this polling by the way how far ahead they have Joe Biden does anyone really truly believe that did 2016 not teach anything you cannot believe the polls uh Paula Reed yesterday she, she, you know she's got this photo. She's sitting there with her mask on, angry. You know, she's got rage at Kayleigh McEnany, the White House press secretary. She tweets, I sat in close proximity to two maskless, now COVID positive White House staffers at last Thursday's briefing. So I am now working from home and getting regular COVID tests. Let me tell you something. If Paula Reed tested positive for coronavirus and she could blame it, on the um the two staffers the two white house staffers I don't have the names at this point in time that tested positive she would be putting the positive test all over twitter there she and by the way she's wearing the mask so what are you saying basically masks don't work you know you can't you can't have it both ways i swear the guidelines say wear a mask if you cannot socially distance well there she is with the mask on so you think right that she'd be she'd be totally fine from a virus that 99.99% of the people survive this thing um now one of the 99% of the people that survive it Chris Cuomo Tucker Carlson he you know he just you can't stand Chris Cuomo and I love it I you know I as they say I am here for all of it <laughs> Tucker Carlson showing that Chris Cuomo secretly left his house. That's what the Chiron reads. Um, because remember Cuomo is yelling at the president. It's all BS, man. It's all BS. It's all propaganda. He's got a picture of Chris Cuomo smoking a cigar outside of his house. You know, no mask on, by the way. Loving life. So there, again, the hypocrisy of the media is just unbelievable. He's got Maxine Waters, uh, Tucker Carlson, a video of Maxine Waters. She doesn't have a mask on. There's a guy, um, Jason Gia Domenico, basically um, the guy filming uh, Maxine Waters without her mask on. So again, Democrats, the way that they look at this country, rules for thee, not for me. Do as I say, not do as I do. Now, let me give you the uh, pre- what I um, want to see tomorrow. You know, I outlined what I wanted to see from the president uh, and uh, as far as his debate with Joe Biden went last week. Well, his, if, if, if I'm giving advice to the vice president, I'll tell you right now, show Kamala Harris's record in California and say to the American people, do you want that? Do you want that? running our country oh by the way uh it's to allow pence the commission um for presidential debates to allow pence to debate without plexiglass barriers around him right because you know the vice president is is not going to do that kamala harris all day wanted um uh barriers up you know all visuals by the way all it just visuals Look at, uh, you know, this is this is the, the president and the vice president. Their mishandling has us now putting these plexiglass barriers up. She looked like a moron um, with them. And uh, the vice president says, no, I actually don't want to look like a moron. So um, there's Kamala Harris for you. Now, even Kamala Harris, this was in the, uh, the Daily Aztec. Jessica Octavio is a writer. This was from September 11th. Um, opinion piece. Kamala Harris's criminal justice record could cause apprehensions to voters. Um, She argues that Harris's 2009 book, Smart on Crime, has been a significant talking point in the conversation about her views on the police. In the book, she expressed positive views about the police. Democrats can't do that. Joe Biden says police have become the enemy. Oh yeah, absolutely, we'll reallocate funding. Um, Kamala Harris though 2009 not 11 years ago was saying that police presence in the United States was positive and claims that virtually all law-abiding citizens feel safer right so you know I don't know where that changed as far as Kamala Harris goes but the New York Post does a deep dive this was from August of 12th 2020 inside Kamala Harris's polarizing record as a prosecutor now remember kamala harris was um uh attorney general of california uh she may tout herself as a progressive prosecutor but kamala harris's record as a as a career california prosecutor suggests otherwise here are a few highlights from kamala harris's career as California's Attorney General from 2011 to 2017, she refused to endorse a 2015 bill calling for a pres- special prosecutor to investigate deadly police shootings. She also rejected calls from civil rights groups to investigate deadly police shootings in LA and San Francisco following the 2014 police involved killing of Michael Brown, we know, in Ferguson. In 2015, harris required body cameras for california department of justice agents but didn't support legislation mandating them for police officers the senator's history as san francisco district attorney from 2004 to 2011 also has been scrutinized um shortly after taking the job she sparked a decade-long feud with police unions for declining to pursue the death penalty for a gang member who murdered a San Francisco police officer, Isaac Espinoza. She also began prosecuting parents of habitua- habitually truant students, calling the issue of students skipping school tantamount to a crime, even admit criticism that the policy disproportionately targeted low-income people of color. Top of all that, she sent letters. Um, this is in twenty. Uh, this was a 2010 law. Um, she sponsored a 2010 law to make it a misdemeanor for parents whose children miss 10% of school without a good excuse to be punished with a $2,000 fine or jail. Um, one of Harris's worst scandals came, well, uh, um, sticking in the year of 2010, when a technician was caught skimming cocaine from a crime lab and mishandling evidence. A judge ruled her office failed to disclose that information to defense attorneys, causing more than 600 drug-related cases to get tossed out. Again, 2010, Harris opposed an initiative in the state to legalize marijuana. During her tenure as attorney general, At least 1,500, the exact number being at least 1,560 people thrown behind bars for marijuana-related offenses from 2011 to 2016. As well as that, just point out, Mr. Vice President, that Kamala Harris allowed criminals was supporting the effort of the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Allowing criminals back onto the streets, openly supporting it. Uh, As well as Medicare for all, she was all in for that. Paying for illegal aliens to have health care, yeah, she was all for that. How about she's the most liberal senator, more liberal than Bernie Sanders? That is saying something. So I am very much looking forward. do the president, the vice presidential debate tomorrow? If vice President Pence, run on the record. Run on the best economy ever. Run on real rebuilding the VA. Run on being, uh, you know, Donald Trump and yourself being the most right-to-try, um, r- excuse me, pro-life, uh, ticket we've ever seen. The right-to-try got passed. 350 miles of southern border wall passed. You know, talk about the 250 million dollars that are going to be given annually to historically black colleges and universities pledging 500 billion dollars to the black community how about two at this point in time confirmed supreme court justices a third hopefully will be confirmed before the election you know talk about the death of Soleimani and al-Baghdadi and 100% of the ISIS caliphate being totally wiped out Lowering prescription drug costs, um, you know, talk about that. Talk about the historic tax cuts that you and Donald Trump passed. Um, talk about, you know, I, I thought his acceptance speech, the, the vice president's speech was so good. You know, he ended his speech, and I have it here um, in front of me, as saying, um, President Trump set our nation on a path to freedom and opportunity from the very first day Of this administration but Joe Biden insert Kamala Harris would set America on a path of socialism and decline Uh, this is another this, this is so great from the vice president so let's run this race marked out for us let's fix our eyes on old glory and all she represents fix our eyes on this land of heroes and let this let their courage inspire Let's fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith and freedom. And never forget that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That means freedom always wins. You know, his speech, that was just an excerpt of it. But his entire speech um, when he was accepting uh, the nomination for vice president for 2020 was just so fantastic. So full of American greatness and you know that that the 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 opportunity that america this country presents and gives to people you know there's never been a more free you know a equality uh country in this entire world than the united states of america you know show vice president pence that kamala harris and joe biden want to just completely destroy the American dream that they don't care about everyday Americans they care about illegals people that advocate for abortion and criminals you know bring all that up and if you're the vice president and you do that you show the historic record that he and the president Donald Trump have built then there's no doubt in my mind that the vice president Mike Pence Comes out looking incredibly classy, sharp, intelligent. And I have all the faith in the world that uh, Mike Pence, the vice president, will do a fantastic, tremendous job tomorrow night. I, for one, am very much looking forward to it.